Welcome in everybody to the first episode of the Brown Central podcast. I'm really excited to get this podcast going for you guys. This is something that I've worked on for a while. I've been a part of many different Browns related podcasts uh, in the past. And now I think I can really use what I've gained over the years uh, to implement them into this podcast and bring you guys some really fun, original content. Um, I listen, I know we're the Browns. There's a lot of things that will, you know, try us this season. It's not going to be easy and I'm going to be 100% transparent. I think, you know, honesty is the best policy and I'm going to be 100% honest about this team. There's a lot of things that go into this season that will make or break this franchise. Essentially Deshaun Watson needs to have an amazing, amazing season in order for this all to work. And you know, the defense, we put a lot into this defense, secondary defensive line, new defensive coordinator. This needs to work. And I think we have all the pieces to make this thing work. So before we get into all that, I just want to introduce myself a little bit. My name is Noah. I've been running Brown Central on Instagram for uh, since about 2018. I started my page after Hugh Jackson got fired. I think that was essentially the turning point, obviously, of this franchise. Um, I I didn't really know what I was doing at first. I kind of started this for fun. Um, didn't have a lot of followers. And then once the offseason hit, free agency rumors started swirling. I you know, kind of blew up a little bit. And that's when I decided I would start taking this seriously. Ever since then, you know, I've been on, like I said, a numerous amount of podcasts. I've interviewed a lot of players. I've talked to Cleveland Browns legends. I've been to different events. And, you know, none of that would really be possible without you guys. So thank you so much for all the things that I've been able to do because of your support. This podcast is just going to be the next step. I'm going to take this and make sure I can make authentic content for you guys and just skyrocket this thing. Uh, and, you know, hopefully along the way we can cover a Cleveland Browns Super Bowl. That is the end goal. I think we would all be happy with that. And like I said, we have the pieces to do it. We just got to put it in motion this year and get things going. So before we jump into training camp and, and, the Greenbrier practices, the Browns hosted veteran defensive tackle Shelby Harris for a visit. Uh, Shelby Harris was a member of the Seahawks last season, totaled up 37 total tackles, two sacks, four passes defended, uh, and a numerous amount of TFLs. This is a position that the Browns have needed since last season. I mean, the run defense was horrid. Uh, You had Jordan Elliott in there. Didn't really know, looked like he knew what he was doing. Um, then you have Perion Winfrey, who just, man, we all know about Perion Winfrey. Just a curious case there. Moving along from that, uh, the Browns needed to upgrade this defensive tackle position. They went out and they got Dalvin Tomlinson. I think that was a great move. Uh, they tried to get Jeremont Jones, who ended up signing with the Seahawks. Uh, 
good for him, I guess. I wish we could have brought him home. Um, but Dalvin Tomlinson, great piece. Drafted Siaki Ika in the third round. You know, I, I'm i still kind of kind of debating if I like that pick or not. Um, Ika is going to be somebody that we can bring in on on either early downs or third down. He's he's a big guy. He takes up a lot of space. If you want to put him in on you know second down, try to prevent the run, go ahead. I, I think he's going to eat up a lot of space in there. And if he is not quick enough to get in there and make a play, there are other people on this defensive line and the linebackers that are going to come in and make a play. So he's going to be just one solid piece on that defensive line. And then, you know, outside of that, you have Jordan Elliott, who, like I said, we don't know what he is yet. He's he's kind of all over the place. Um, he he has the tools to be good, but it's just not clicking for him right now. It's truly a shame, but that's why they went out and they got Maurice Hurst, who has dealt with a lot of injuries in his career, but, you know, he's still in his 20s. He's 28, I think. Uh, so you know, you have another body in there and he did produce before he was riddled with injuries. There's a lot of, lot of potential right there. I like the move. Then they get Tristan Hill. He's, uh, he's, he's an interesting, interesting player. Uh, played for the Cardinals for a little bit. Went to the Cowboys. Didn't do much at either place. So Shelby Harris would definitely be a great player to plug into this defensive line and, you know, eat, eat up some room. That's all we need. One of our biggest problems was, was run stopping. Shelby Harris is just moves guys. I know with Andrew Billings, we heard the phrase, he's a big guy who moves big guys. And Andrew Billings ended up not moving big guys and was cut from the roster about what, two weeks into the season. But Shelby Harris legitimately, has the consistency, the power, the strength to get in there and move the offensive line and, and create opportunities for his teammates. So if the Browns decide to sign him to a contract, that's going to be the best case scenario. Um, and I'm going to feel a lot more comfortable with this defensive tackle room. I, that was a position that I still thought we needed somebody at. Matt Ioannidis, such a strange spelling on that name. Ioannidis was somebody that... Uh, I, I wanted to see them get, but Shelby Harris is the next great option. A lot of people wanted an Adamican Sue. I mean, uh, I, I don't know. He's 34. He had good pressure numbers. He had, I believe, 12.8% pressure rate. That's pretty damn good. Um, but I, I am really happy that they decided to go out and try to get Shelby Harris. Hopefully he signs. I believe he had a meeting with the Broncos a week ago. Um, so if he, it's up to him. The ball's in his court. Hopefully we can we can bring him in. That's going to be a huge veteran presence for us. So Browns took some time during training camp to go to the Greenbrier in West Virginia. That is a beautiful place, amazing resort. I I wish I could step foot over there and just watch those practices because the videos that we got, throwing a football in the mountains is just, you can't beat that. Simply amazing. But the whole team seems to be clicking. I mean, Deshaun Watson, we heard he was, he was flashing. He was on it. He was on the money. And that's what we need going into this season, like I said. 
the receivers, we've had a numerous amount of receiver injuries. Anthony Schwartz is down, was down. Um, I, I'll get into Anthony Schwartz a little later, but Anthony Schwartz was down. Marquise Goodwin has blood clots, which was, that's, that's very scary. I really hope that he can, you know, come back healthy because he's, he's a burner at his age, 31, I believe at his age, he can do a lot that we need. We did not have a, a guy that can take the top off the defense last year. And Marquise Goodwin could be that guy. I feel like Deshaun Watson would would benefit greatly from having a deep threat. Um, somebody that's not going to do too much, run in a straight line, lob that ball. Most of the time, it's being caught. So the receiver room is just they're, – they're battered a little bit. But Donovan Peoples-Jones has been having a great, great outing. Cedric Tillman has flashed. Dalen Baldwin – I've heard that he's been he's been awesome. Jalen Darden, I mean, people had him as a training camp star already, and I'm excited to see it. If Marquise Goodwin goes down, if Anthony Schwartz isn't ready, which I think we know he's not going to be ready, just, again, lost case there. Um, but Jalen Darden is fast. He's determined to go out there and make some big plays. That would be a great speed option if – Marquise Goodwin is not able to return for the start of the season or, you know, middle of the season, end of the season. We just don't know what's going to happen there. Um, but Watson looks good. Jerome Ford, I think, looks great. And he is going to be a huge, huge part of this offense. We cannot not explain that enough. They had high hopes for him last season. And with Kareem Hunt, uh, you know, he didn't get to showcase his skills. But on special teams, man, he was he was a killer. So if you can put him in the backfield and just just give him a lane. I, he's a he's a small guy, smaller guy, but he plays big. He's going to bounce off the blockers. He's going to take the contact, bounce off of it, go outside, do whatever he needs to do to create yardage. I'm really excited to see him play and he's a pass catcher. I mean, that's that's really all we need. Somebody who can catch out of the backfield. We can finally, I know we saw it a little bit last year, but hopefully we can finally run those two running back sets that we've been promised for about a year or two. That's going to be great. And he's going to open up this offense tremendously. I'm I'm really excited to see what he can do. And you guys thought I forgot about Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore is just an absolute great pickup i loved him coming out of the draft it's it's a real shame that he kind of had his first couple years wasted by the jets just horrible quarterback play had joe flacco zach wilson mike white that's nobody can succeed and so i i understand his frustration when he was over there and now he's in a favorable situation it's gonna put him in this offense he's gonna be a wide receiver too I'm sorry, Donald Peoples-Jones, but when you have a guy that can line up in the slot, he can go outside, he can run jet sweeps, might even run him in the backfield. Who knows? I heard he's been running some plays out of the backfield. That's going to move him to wide receiver too, and that's going to open up this offense a lot, a lot. And we all know we still have Amari Cooper, one of the best route runners in the league. Elijah Moore is also one of the best route runners in the league, in my opinion. I mean, his feet just, they don't stop. They really don't stop. He He's going to make you confused on the line of scrimmage. He's going to get off quick. 
and he's going to catch the ball in open space. I mean, it's just it's remarkable what he can do. I think he's going to be Deshaun Watson's favorite target this season. It's going to be really fun to watch him play and uh, and see how creative Stefanski can get. I think that's one of the things that we need to watch for this year is how Kevin Stefanski can use the weapons that he's he's gained. If you can't get creative, if you can't, you know, make the defense question themselves in this league, you're not going to succeed. I think Kevin Stefanski is a smart guy. And last season wasn't what we expected, but what can you do when your $230 million quarterback is suspended for more than half of the year? Not much you can do. So this is all on Stefanski. This is all on Watson. They have the tools. Make it happen. Now, let's go to the defensive side of the ball again. Not much has really came out about the defense like linebackers the the defensive line they can't really do much i mean first of all linebackers have a bunch of injuries right now sione takitaki is working his way back from his acl tear last season anthony walker is still coming back from his quad tear that leaves us limited uh Jer- jeremiah wusukoromoa is coming back from a lymph Lymphatic, lymphatic. I'm not a doctor. I don't know what the phrasing is, um, but a tendon injury in his foot. That is something that is very difficult to come back from. If you know, right now we're rocking with Tony Fields. Jacob Phillips is back, and Mohamed Diabate, Diabate, Mahmoud Diabate from Utah, who is an undrafted free agent. Matthew Adams went down. So this linebacker core is thin right now, but we should have a number of guys back by week one. I think the Browns should go out and look for another option at linebacker. There's some guys out there. Miles Jack, I know his price tag is probably going to be high. A lot of people didn't like what he did in Pittsburgh last year, but he's out there. Bring him in for a visit at least. It, It doesn't hurt. You go out, and I'm not comfortable starting Tony Fields against Joe Burrow. I'm not comfortable starting Jacob Phillips against Joe Burrow. I'm not comfortable starting an undrafted free agent against Joe Burrow week one. You got to go out. You got to get somebody. And if you got to shoot, you got to trade for somebody, go do it. But – Secondary. The secondary has looked amazing. I mean, Denzel Ward looks like he's going to have a bounce back here. He he didn't have the season we expected last year. He's kind of been... A lot of people have gone as far to say we should trade him. We all know that is not the smart decision. Denzel Ward has the capability to be a top five corner in this league. This might be the year that he is the top five corner in this league. I mean... He's just sticky like glue. Like I said, Elijah Moore is one of the better route runners in the league, and Denzel Ward is covering him tremendously. And Watson is just playing out of his mind right now. The ball placement is something that Denzel Ward can't adjust to because the ball is just thrown so perfectly. It is truly amazing what Deshaun has been doing. But Denzel Ward has looked amazing. Greg Newsom. We've been told that he's going to move inside or, you know, he's going to move from being inside 
to outside nickel slot, whatever it is, he's going to have a lot of versatility this season. But from what I've seen and what I've heard, he has been staying inside a lot. You have Denzel and Martin Emerson on the outside, which I'm not, I'm not complaining about. I think if you go back and watch last year's games and you look at Greg Newsom in the slot, he did a great job. He had some tackles for loss. He had some incompletion. He forced some incompletions. He played great down there. And I understand when you are a young guy in this league, you want to go out and you want to prove that you're the best. You want to go against the best. Like Martin Emerson, who had a fantastic game against Mike Evans. Greg Newsom wants that. I understand it. But you need to play where you are needed. And the Browns do not have a true slot guy. Greg Newsom may not be a true slot guy, but he plays the slot very well. I think he is going to be fantastic under Jim Schwartz. And if Schwartz can keep him in the slot or move him outside, whatever, Greg Newsom's going to produce because he has the talent. He has the talent of Denzel Ward. Let's be honest. I see a lot of similarities when you watch the tape. Their movements are ridiculously similar. They both have amazing hips. They, Their feet are just, they, again, they never stop moving. That is a trait of a good corner. Greg Newsom's a good corner. I hope that you know he can kind of settle down and, and realize he's doing it for the betterment of the team. And when his time comes to play on the outside, he better be ready. He better be ready. But corners are looking great. Juan Thornhill has stepped up into a major leadership role. I think this is something that under Joe Woods you didn't really have. Nobody was really a leader. John Johnson was brought in to be a leader. You had a bunch of young guys you had to control in the secondary. You had a defensive coordinator who drew up apparently really confusing plays. I mean, the communication was clearly not there. Clearly not there. So I don't know. John Johnson said multiple times, we need to simplify things. We need to get guys on the same page and just go out there and play football. Now you bring in Rodney McLeod, who's also a leader. I mean, dude went to the Super Bowl with the Eagles. He has knowledge of what Jim Schwartz is trying to do. He's going to go out there and relay that to the young guys and make sure the things click and make sure that they are successful in the secondary. And hopefully we get to a point where they could potentially lead the league in takeaways. I mean, takeaways is something that this team has struggled with for a couple years now. You got to go out there and take that ball away from the offense. 2018 with Greg Williams, the Browns led the league in takeaways for, I believe it was up until week seven or eight. Like they were swarming the ball. You got to go bring that mentality back. And I mean, look, I know Greg Williams wasn't the most liked guy of all time, but that was the type of defense that we expected the Browns to play in 2020, 2021, 2022. They can go out there and they can do that with this core and with Jim Schwartz. He is going to make it happen. I believe the Browns could be top three in takeaways, top five in takeaways. 
I think looking at this week one matchup with the Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Burrow obviously went down with his his calf injury. I mean, that's truly a shame. I I know I'm a Browns fan, but Joe Burrow honestly might be one of my favorite non-Browns players in the league. I mean, he's just he carries himself so well. He's a great player. He went to Ohio State, and as much as some people don't want to hear it, uh, Ohio State claims Joe Burrow. I'm sorry, but he can't. He went to Ohio State, and he didn't get the playing time, but he was there. So I'm as an Ohio State fan, I'm claiming Joe Burrow. But I mean, he's just he. He can tear it up. He's been in the Super Bowl once already. He's made deep playoff runs multiple times in his young career. I mean, this is the team that you have to go out and beat week one to set a a statement to the rest of the league that we're coming. And with three division games in the first four games, week one against Cincy going into week two against... oh. Week two against the Steelers on Monday night football. That would be huge to come away with a win against the Cincinnati Bengals. I think uh, for right now, that's going to do it. We're going to wrap this thing up. It was fun. I mean, I'm going to come back next week after training camp has been underway in Berea review everything that's gone on hopefully we get a marquise goodwin update hopefully shelby harris signs with the browns uh hopefully i can get out there and watch training camp a little bit i don't have tickets until the 22nd 23rd and 24th i went on to get tickets as soon as they dropped for training camp and the first week were sold out in less than five minutes so that's kind of crazy. It's unfortunate, but I will be getting out there at some point. I'll have some videos for you guys on Instagram. Um, and like I said, I'll come back on the pod, cover everything I've seen. And I think I'll probably open it up to some to some questions. Uh, I believe the Browns are going to be streaming training camp on their YouTube. So if people watch that and they have questions or, you know, if you're there and you come back and you have questions, I'll put up a thing on Instagram. You guys can ask those questions and uh, we'll answer them on the pod. So thank you guys for listening to the first episode. Many more to come. We'll see you guys next week.